We're on a mission from God. And now for something completely different. Good morning, I am Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I am Pastor Jolly John Berkumski, coming to you from uh, equally beautiful Northfield, Minnesota. In fact, I, I bet you, you wouldn't want to trade weather with me, Matt, because we've been in the 60s and 70s, and I suspect it's been a lot hotter than that in St. Louis. Oh yeah, it's, it's nice and toasty this time of year, John, as you well know. And we, we had our vacation Bible school week, and for some reason, it seems to always be about 10 to 15 degrees hotter on our, our VBS week than the rest of the summer. I don't know what it is, uh, but it, it's, it's a hot one. Well, before we get into today's subject, I, I have, you know, I, I like to think of us as a full service uh, radio show, and that we, of course, have excellent uh, Bible studies, uh, outstanding theology, but we also like to throw in some practical tidbits. Uh, for people's lives, and, and and today I have a suggestion for the church as a whole, Matt. Uh, oh, fantastic, right? John! So, so we were up in Duluth, which was which is cold. Duluth is cold, <laughs> no matter it's what all year, year long. You it's there. It's cold. Yeah, you're you're wearing a jacket, that's for sure. But anyway, uh, so we wanted to have church. Uh, uh, so I was with uh, Lynn and her kids, and we were. Uh, well, I actually preached because it turned out that the topic was what we want to talk about, the Tower of Babel. That was the, oh, okay. that was the text. And I said, oh, I, I, can, I can give you a quick sermon on that. Uh, but we wanted to sing some hymns. So, so, so the, the granddaughter, uh, Kayla, pulls up YouTube uh, to play a hymn. <laughs> but have, have you ever done you, stuff on YouTube, Matt? So, yeah, I've, I've, I've checked out YouTube, you bet, yeah. Well, the thing is, you don't get to see whatever it is you want to see. You don't get to listen to the hymn right off. There's always a commercial first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. Some kind they, of they, ad. Yeah. Yeah, they do it. And, and my daughter said, I said, we, we should do that at church, kind of jokingly. And I thought, what a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it, so, so, so all the pastors and other congregational leaders that are listening out there, have, why not? Why not have a commercial before the hymn? <laughs> <laughs> it's another <laughs> revenue stream for for the church, and and here's the really cool thing. See, you could sell premium memberships to people, and then they they don't need to listen to the commercial. <laughs> they can go right into the hymn. <laughs> what, what do you think, Matt? You think that you think that's going to be a good yeah, idea? I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I'm all for different uh, sources of funding, but uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure. This. Let me put it this way. It depends on who the advertiser is. We might need some restrictions <laughs> when it comes to who we're advertising. Well, I'll leave that up to you to decide. But but I'm just thinking, I think that would be cool if you'd say, well, before our next hymn, here's a word from our sponsor. No, there you go. Yeah. Or, you know, today's sermon is brought to you by, and then, you know, the pastor <laughs> can just share from the pulpit. Oh, that's an even better idea, Matt. So you can just kind of have some contextual comments in your sermon that yeah. we'll well, we'd love to try to do that today. Maybe we could just work it in. I'll just, just work it into your sermon. Oh, gee. 
So yeah, product placement and the the divine service is oh I don't know I don't that's know. We'll the phrase see. I was looking for. Yeah, thank but, you, product but we placement. Had, but we have you know we do our online service. We stream it online, our, our yeah. worship service. And for a while, it's it's not the case as much anymore. But for a while there, there were ads, literal ads, at the beginning of the worship <laughs> service, John. So you know, that allows us to stream that for free, right? So, yeah. um, you know, otherwise the church, you know, part of our, our budget would go towards streaming things, uh, but this is a free service. So we're thankful for that. But yes, there's an ad that plays and that really was a legitimate concern was, well, what kind of ad is this? Because in a way it kind of, uh, almost implies that you're endorsing this product if it's coming before your service. So anyway, um, kidding aside, boy, that, that is an issue in the 21st century as we live stream things, including our worship. I think that's funny because I was just making a joke and apparently I know. you're it's right. Real that, that is what we're doing. Now. <laughs> that's what we've been doing that for years. Um, oh boy. All right. Well, on to uh, <laughs> a more serious subject. Uh, what did you want to talk about today, Matt? So I wanted to talk about uh, the Tower of Babel or Babel. What do you say, John? Babel or Babel? I, I say I say Babel, but, but okay. it probably should be Babel. I don't okay. care. Hey, babe. <laughs> tomato, tomato, <laughs> babel, babel, yeah. Uh, I mean, just say, right. it doesn't sound right to say, hey, babel. <laughs> hey, babel. <laughs> uh, so I, I'd like to look at that, and I, I'm glad to hear that you you recently reflected on that text, too. I think that's kind of fun when we can both share insights. Um, I, I think, too, kind of in the background as we talk about this is uh, the day of Pentecost. Oh, so yes. this year for our lectionary, the, the assigned readings for Pentecost, included the Tower of Babel, Babel uh, as the Old Testament reading uh, from Genesis 11. But then that was paired with a reading from Acts chapter 2, that account of, as we talked about last week on Wrestling with the Basics, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. So I think, you know, we can kind of keep Pentecost in the back of our minds too, maybe as we, we talk about the Tower of Babel um, today. But, but I guess I wanted to look at, at you know, frame this discussion maybe, John, uh, with two different truths. Uh, and the one truth I think can be illustrated by um, a guy by the name of Lawn Chair Larry. Um, do, you know, do you know who Lawn Chair Larry is, John? Is this, is this the balloon guy? It is the balloon guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm interested so, to see how that's going to fit in with uh, the tower of. I think uh, our listeners people. are interested too, John. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yes, Lawn Chair Larry, the, the, the guy's name, the real name is Larry Walters. And uh, he's a tr he was a truck driver in Los Angeles. And back in 1982, uh, he uh, used as, as an aircraft of sorts, uh, a Sears lawn chair that he called Inspiration. <laughs> um, he, because of course he, you need to name your lawn chairs yes well <laughs> if, if you're gonna if you're, do what he's gonna do you need yes. to name your lawn chair yeah so he ties 40 um weather balloons full of helium to his lawn chair and and larry was expecting a, reportedly to rise about 100 feet in the air um, <laughs> he ended up going up 16 thousand feet in the oh, air my uh, he was spotted by passing airline pilots the guy was so high in the air uh so to lower his altitude he brought a pellet gun with him so he thought ahead um so he started popping the balloons and he starts descending too quickly uh so he also had tied plastic jugs full of water 
to his lawn chair. So he started to empty those out to kind of even out. Uh, but nevertheless, he, he got tangled up. He landed uh, into some power lines. Ooh, ouch. He had to be rescued by the LAPD. Uh, and he was charged with, here, here's the charge. It was operating a civil aircraft for which there is not currently an airworthiness certificate. <laughs> <laughs> what do you charge this guy with? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so Larry made it back safe and sound. Uh, but it, guess where his lawn chair is now, John? Uh, so we're talking, you know, 40 years later, guess where his lawn chair is today? I, I, I would not have the slightest idea. Is it <laughs> well, like a world uh, a museum of lawn chairs or something? Or... Yeah, and it is in uh, none other than the Smithsonian <laughs> Museum. <laughs> in, in the flight in the flight part of the museum, I'm assuming. That's right. Right, right, right next to the spirit of St. Louis, Charles Lindbergh's <laughs> plane. <laughs> well, no, it really, it really is in the Smithsonian Museum. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think it's there not so much to, to honor Larry, but, but maybe as a warning not to repeat Larry's disaster of a trip, uh, <laughs> is my guess. So, uh, so, John, yes, again, what does this have to do with the Tower of Babel yes. or, yes. or the day of Pentecost. What, what, what is the point? Yeah. And, the, the listener would appreciate that. So yes. you don't have our sound effects I anymore. Know. Well, I know okay. you missed that one, John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the point. Um, and that the point is, uh, when we try to go up to God, uh, oh. it brings, it brings disaster. So when we try to be the ones who ascend to God, that we try to go up to him, it ends in disaster. Uh, just like Larry's trip with his weather balloons and, and the inspiration lawn chair uh, also ended in, in disaster. So I think the Tower of Babel is a prime example of that, how when we try to go up to God uh, as sinners, it, it's going to be disastrous. And certainly the Tower of Babel was a disaster. <laughs> so, uh, so oh, yeah, let's get into it, John. Let's get into uh, Genesis chapter 11. What would you like me to read, Matt? Yeah, well, let's just start with verse 1. Okay. And uh, then talk about that a little. All right. Now, the whole earth had one language and the same words. All right. Good. So, uh, so yeah. So, just to set the context. So, when when does this take place? When we're looking at kind of the, the, new, the Old Testament, rather, the Old Testament timeline, where does the Tower of, 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 of Babel, Babel sit, fit in place? What had well, happened leading up to this? Well, okay. So, we've, we've had everybody wiped out in the flood. Everybody's yeah. been killed, and now, now we're repopulating the earth. Uh, and in fact, that's what the context of this is about all of the different uh, genealogies of the, of the children of, of uh, Noah. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So the, the flood has already taken place. The world is already repopulating. The, uh, the, the amount of people on the face of the earth is growing. The interesting thing is they all speak one language, which, which makes sense, right? Um, if everyone is descended from Noah and one of his three sons at this point, uh, well, yeah, of course, they're going to speak the same language. Um, what language do they speak? Well, we, we don't know that, right? We don't know the answer. I, I doubt it was English. <laughs> doubt they had a Midwestern accent. <laughs> uh, but we don't know what language that is. That's just, we, we, but we do know um, that they come together and they begin to reason together. And that, that just creates trouble. Uh, it creates disaster. This, this is why you and I, we, we avoid reasoning at all costs. That's exactly right. Reads another much trouble, John. Okay, so if, right. we start, if you and I start thinking, you know there's going to be problems. <laughs> Don't be like people at Babel. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so here's the problems. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do verses two through four. As people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar. Or, no, there you go. Is it Shinar or Shinar? I know. I know. Babel, right. Babel, Shinar, yeah. Shinar. Yeah. Take your So back. anyway, they, they settled there. And they said to one, one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And I think I should point out this. These are the descendants of, of uh, Ham. Am I getting that right? I think these are Ham's descendants because wasn't it, uh, oh man, who is the big guy? It was Ham's descendant that was also the founder of the city here. Well, whatever. <laughs> that's yeah. For those of you that are interested. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no, that's good. And, the, and, and you know, further context, Shinar, so this is kind of near the Tigris and Euphrates River. So still in that, that same region of the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's a couple of dangerous things happening here. They're, they're really, they're, they're wrong in a couple of different accounts. Uh, so first of all, they want to build this city and a tower with its top in the heavens. So they're trying to go up to God. Yeah. Uh, and, and what did you, what was the reason they wanted to build this tower in this city? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. By the way, it is it Nimrod was the guy I was looking oh, for. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I was I wasn't paying attention, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, because yeah, Nimrod, Nimrod was the one okay. who found Mystery the and, and so it is. It is the children of Ham who, by the way, were cursed. I think that's a little background there too. That Ham was cursed because you know he beheld his father's nakedness, uh, and I guess that kind of reflects the whole attitude of the people here. Because they wanted to make a name for themselves, lest yeah. they be dispersed. So, yeah. I, but but you can see it's kind of in their history that they're kind of the the, the black sheep of the family, as it yeah. were. Yeah. So that yeah, so that that's the first the first mistake here that they want to make a name for themselves. That's why they want to build this tower. You know that that's what's motivating their ascending up to the heavens, ascending to God, trying to go up to Him, is to make a name for themselves. Really, desire to be like God. Really, to honor themselves when you think about it. And you know, in a word pride you know that's that's what's motivating them. so that that's wrong right but then the other thing that i think is interesting too is they they want to make a name for themselves but then they also want to avoid something else right they want to avoid being dispersed over the face of the whole earth and you know we might think well well no big deal that seems kind of commendable you know they want to be together but but wait a second um the lord a couple of different times leading up to this is commanded people to fill the whole earth right and subdue well, I it could, i could i could give you the references if you're interested yeah it please. was the very very first commandment the very first yeah. commandment god gave to adam and eve in genesis 1 28 where he said be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and then as if to remind us how important that command was after the flood that's what he says to Noah and his sons be fruitful and multiply and again fill the earth so good point matt they're actually saying we want to do the opposite of what god has clearly commanded us to do exactly so i think sometimes we overlook that we think oh they're being prideful they're building the tower and yeah that's that's true very true uh but i think close related to that that prideful motivation is to disregard god's command think they know better uh and and to try to 
yeah, all be gathered together in one place and not fill the earth as the Lord had commanded multiple times. Yeah, and, and, disregarding and it, God. And what's interesting, Matt, is so let, let, let us build ourselves. Let us make a name for ourselves. Yeah. And, and when the focus is on you, then, of course, you don't really care what God has to say, right? So, yeah. so it's not surprising that you'd want to do exactly the opposite of what, what the Lord commands. I, I found it interesting that the rabbis have a really interesting interpretation of this building up, up into the heavens because okay. they thought they wanted to build it up to heaven so they could go fight God. Isn't that a strange interpretation? It, yeah. But, but in a way, that's true because that's what they wanted to do. They didn't want to do what God wanted them to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's, it, it is a fight against God, you know, even if it wasn't going to be a literal one, yeah. boy, uh, they, they certainly are fighting against God's will. Yeah. So, that's, uh, so what, what does the Lord do about all this? So God, now they've been trying to go up to God. Now God comes down to them. Um, so verses five through seven, John, if you could read that. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower. Uh, which the children of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, verse 7 too, John, you want to oh, read I'm that? I'm sorry. Come, let no, us go down. Again, come, let us go down. Yeah, and no. they're confused their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's interesting. You know, this, they're one people, one language. Uh, this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing will be impossible for them. You know, I, I think we can read that, and it's kind of like, uh, what, what God, you know, is God complimenting their ingenuity that, you know, they're, they're <laughs> boy, boy, they, nothing's impossible for these guys. They can really build a tower to the heavens if they try. Well, no, that's, that's not it at all. It's really in terms of their sin, right? That, yeah. oh, my goodness. Uh, they all have one language. This is only the beginning of the sin that they're going to commit. It's there's nothing impossible for them to to do that's wrong, right? There's no, uh, you know, boy, it, it is possible for them to to just keep sinning, and the Lord recognizes that, and that He has this solution for that. Let us come down and confuse their language. Um, so I think you know, on the one hand, you know, judgment certainly on these people and their their sinful pride and their disregard for God's word. But then also, I think in some ways, even even mercy we see here that to curb their sin and their you know, almost limitless sin, um, the, the Lord disperses them as he had commanded originally and confuses their language. So, yeah, I, you, know, you know, law here at work, no doubt. But also, I think you know, maybe even God's mercy at work, too, as he disperses these people. What do you think, John? Well, Matt, let me ask you a question. Did you think God is, can be sarcastic? You, well, sure, you bet, yeah. Because I've just wondered if there isn't all <laughs> kinds sarcasm. of sarcasm yeah. in here, too. Uh, uh, the yeah. fact that, oh, well, we're going to build a tower to come up to God. And God says, oh, oh no, no, I'll, I'll come down to you. Which, of course, that's just sarcasm. God doesn't have to come down. God is omnipresent. He's there already, you know. That, that, it's just like Thomas, you know. Jesus was there when Thomas was there. Well, I'm not going to believe, you know. Uh, uh, so I think there's some sarcasm there. And I think I, I, I like what you said there, though, that, that this was things were going to get worse because whenever yeah. we get powerful, I mean, you look over history, whenever a group of people become powerful, they do horrible, 
terrible things to, to the people around him. But I do think there's a little sarcasm there. Like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? They can, nothing will be impossible. Like, oh, whoops. You can't talk the same language anymore. Well, too bad. Yeah. That, <laughs> you were going to be right. able to do all these things, but too bad. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. God can't with just, you know, a word put an end to everything that is evil or wicked. Uh, although I really like the thought, because you're right. He could have destroyed him, couldn't he, man? He yeah. could have done what he did in the flood. He could have just yeah, said, well, I'm going to put an end to you. But no, no, no. You're going to do what I told you to do. That's how it's going to work. And, and uh, if you repent, you'll understand that this was an act of my mercy, uh, confusing your language, because I could have done something far. If I could have destroyed you, I could yeah. have had you perish. Yeah, exactly. And and so that's what he does. He he spares them. He confuses their speech. And then if you want to wrap it up, John, uh, verses eight and nine, then I'll, I'll make we, we can make a few comments. All right. So the Lord dispersed them from over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. So the very thing they didn't want to happen, that's exactly what did happen. Yeah, exactly, and it's the Lord who does it. So again, you know, I, I, we started by saying there's two truths, and that one is when we try to go up to God, it ends in disaster, and we see yeah. that certainly here. Uh, but but the second truth is, you know, when God comes down to us, you know, it brings, I, you know, amazement. That, that's the word that's used on the day of Pentecost. Uh, when the Holy Spirit comes down, is poured out, the people were amazed. You know, it brings us amazement. And I, I love what you said earlier, too, John. You said, um, you know, you're talking about God's sarcasm. You said, God didn't have to come down. And you're exactly right. God didn't have to come down when it was dealing with the people at Babel. But guess what? God didn't have to come down in Jesus Christ either, right? He didn't have to be born of the Virgin Mary and conceived by the Holy Spirit. He didn't have to become one of us. He didn't have to come down. And yet, and yet he does, you know, out of grace and mercy and love for us. And uh, that's, I think, the, the greatest example, right, of God then coming down is in Jesus Christ. As he comes down and humbles himself uh, and is crucified and dies and is buried. Uh, but then the beautiful thing is, you know, God continues to come down today, continues to amaze uh, as he comes down. And we think of we think of the means of grace, right? In his word, even even his word over the airwaves today, whether you're listening on the radio or podcast, you know, God is is among us, right? As we listen in his name and listen to his word, he comes down among us. And certainly in baptism, when, when he comes to dwell within that that person and the Lord's Supper as he comes to us in his body and blood, you know, again and again and again, God continues to come down. He doesn't have to, no, he's, no, but he comes down not for himself, but he comes down all for us. And uh, just to recognize that, yeah, when we go up to God, no, it's going to be disastrous. Trust me, uh, if, it's, if it's a prideful motivation. But when God comes down to us, well, that's, that's when we see amazing things happen. That's when forgiveness and salvation happens. And, 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 you know, it's neat because it kind of ties in what we talked about last week, that, yeah, God comes down in his wrath and his anger, which we, we kind of have here. Although, again, as you pointed out, it's that wrath and anger that's, that's softened by his mercy and his love. Uh, and, and so we see that. We, we know that. All you got to do is look around you. But, but when we hear the word that you and I are sharing with people, 
then th there's something we can't see, but we should believe that God does come down. He has come down to save us in Jesus Christ. And, and man, you're so true, Matt. He's coming down right now, this very moment. He's coming down to us in his word to remind us that he is a God of love and a God of forgiveness who uh, will deliver us from all of the struggles and trials of this world. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, talking about deliverance, uh, we look forward to that day when Jesus will come down just one more time, one more time he'll come down uh, at his return. And again, uh, to make things right, to make things new. And uh, in this crazy world, boy, we look forward to that. This has been Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the Basics. basics.